This is the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast, a CFCP production with Mike and Laurent. Are off. Make it happen, Mr. Mike. So earlier this week, we had the EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup, the Who Gives a Shit Cup, whatever you want to call it, the third most important uh, competition in England. Uh, and we had some interesting matchups. We had Liverpool, Arsenal. We'll get to that in a little bit later. Uh, and we had a London Derby. We had Tottenham and Chelsea at the new Tottenham Stadium. Uh, and both teams were basically playing a B lineup. Chelsea threw their, their solid guys out there. We had something really, really interesting happen. Chelsea's up one nothing. Now Tottenham's starting to come back into the game. And Eric Dyer, you may have heard us talk about him a little bit. He's a bit of a, a hard man, if you will. Uh, a Portuguese hard man. Runs, a Portuguese hard man. He runs off the pitch in a 78-minute sprint. Like, does not make any mistake. Runs into the locker room. Jose Mourinho, Spurs manager, goes, what the fuck are you doing? Runs after him, right? <laughs> While this is happening, Chelsea gets the ball, goes all the way down, and thank goodness Callum Hudson-Odoi is fucking terrible. He takes a shot from outside the box and it hits Rosie. So, okay, all of a sudden, Eric Dyer comes literally galloping back out of the locker room and back out onto the field. Folks, it's exactly what you think it was. He had to take a huge shit, and he just couldn't wait a second longer. It I was love amazing. It. You it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. It, is, it has actually happened. It has actually happened before, but you can't even – I have no way how to describe the, the fact the best, that – The best part about it, 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 it's Mourinho. It, it's Mourinho. It's the Mourinho oh, running crazy. down the hallway after him is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck are you going? Like, so, so send a coach. Out and then, right. He comes out. <laughs> He's going to coach him how to take the shit. He comes yeah. back out. The Spurs get a late equalizer, and now we go straight to penalty kicks. Who steps up for the first penalty? It's Eric Dyer. He puts his shitty hands all over the ball. Forget COVID. He's going to give somebody E. coli, right? <laughs> and he fucking deposits it. No oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that one before we got on recording. He deposits his second of the game. This one is the back. Tottenham ended up winning the game. They win And you know what? All of a sudden... Good. Carabao Crappity Cup Cup takes on a new naming. New na- now it's really the Carabao Crappity right. Cup, but it starts feeling good when you start winning them. <laughs> you know, and I, we said, what, last week, week before, I can't even tell anymore, but, you know, I, I don't give a shit about these cups. Again, another pun. Um, but it, it's, I don't, I want to beat Chelsea, right? I still don't care about this cup, but fucking I got to watch Chelsea play a shitty game, promise, last one, and, and lose to us on our field. You know, that was awesome. That felt great. The, the thing about these cups is, especially, especially for certain managers, right? Like these, the serial winners, right? The Mourinho's, blah, 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 Mourinho's. Depending on where your status is, you've got to try and win these things because the winning becomes a habit. And it starts like by telling your team that you don't want to win, they don't try to win, right? You're telling them it's unimportant. Like City go all out for this cup every time. Yeah, they do diminish lineups. There's usually one or two young guys. But up front, when the game gets late, if we're not winning, he brings on the horses. So City are now, I believe, won four out of five or three out of the last four. Definitely won two in a row, three in a row, something like that. For three-time champions, City take this one seriously. It's a cup. You go get it. You pick it up in February. It feels good. You keep moving. Gives a little bit of a lift. I think Mourinho may have been saying that it wasn't interesting, but he sure fucking celebrated like it mattered. And uh, and then we he had certainly a, did. 
He's and then we had, a ga- we had a game today. He celebrated skipping down the line. Yeah, and, and we had a game today with uh, Liverpool and Arsenal at Anfield that Liverpool uh, didn't win, that, that they drew, and then Arsenal won on penalties. Uh, some cheeky stuff there. I didn't watch the whole game. I watched the first half. It was nil-nil, so it wasn't a great game to watch, but Arsenal showing again. Arteta's got something. I don't know if it's magic. I don't know. There's something brewing at Arsenal. But it matters, man. It, it, it is a game against a big team, right? So if anything else, it's picking up the reps, getting guys out there in big games. All the games I got to feel for the players, they got to feel the same, right? Because with no fans, there's really no difference between a Premier League game, a Champions League game, and a whatever game. It's still, they're just playing to the intensity that they have. The nice thing about these cups is, don't tell anybody, there's no VAR. Fucking That's actually a great point. <laughs> Um, and so I, I didn't watch any of the Liverpool match, but I saw the lineups. They they, they went okay. They had Van Dyke in well, there. They, they had Salah. The, the, well, well, here's the thing. I was gonna I was gonna bring up, and this is the big one that I, I just can't reiterate enough. Liverpool play every important game with Virgil Van Dyke. Never. Sure. They play. If he's playing, it matters. He does not miss games. If he goes out, that team is fucked. Right. Like. City's been bad, and I, I always bring it back to my own team because we lost our Van Dyke. <laughs> we lost company. And last season, we lost Laporte, who's pretending to be, but he's been injured so many times that I think he's actually weakened. But uh, there's been a lot of transfer dealings going on. But, you know, that, uh, that cup, it matters, man. That stuff really makes a difference. It really pushes teams on. And I think to, to discount them is a mistake. Especially I would agree messages. largely, but I think that – Especially the uh, message to I your players. Yes, and and it is still going to be a second team, somewhat or a, a, a B plus team right out there. So, but I, I think I saw a headline about the Arsenal Liverpool game that said both teams sort of got the result that their seasons needed. Not that Liverpool didn't want to win. Liverpool's right. got ambitions to go back to back in the Premier League and to get back to the Champions League final. So right. Arsenal doesn't have realistically either of those goals, but they are looking realistically, like you said, it's still silverware. So they're still fighting for a cup. They beat Liverpool at Anfield. That matters, right? If they yeah. beat Brentford in penalties, they would go, oh, shit, that, that was almost embarrassing. But right. they beat, like I said, Liverpool and Anfield, that counts. Yeah, right. especially so, for, especially I, for right. where they are, right? So let's just just They're let's just round up just for your, for the sake of teams not paying attention. You know who's through in this cup? Tottenham, Newcastle, Manchester City, Manchester United, Everton, Arsenal. So only two non-league team non-Premier League teams are still in. Brentford, who beat Fulham, who are in the Premier League. Brentford, by the way, are better than Fulham and actually should they have their spot. It's one of these you know, Brentford should have went up. And Stoke, who are who had 12 years straight in the Premier League, beat Aston Villa after Aston Villa had an amazing result where they, they played on Monday. So they don't have the depth of play. So really, we're talking about big boys, big teams in this tournament in terms of fan bases. You could argue like the top fan bases in, in English football are in, this, are in this project. So, you know, Brentford is always a team I love and keep an eye on. So Carabao Cup keeps on moving. What else happened? We had so much shit going on. <laughs> no pun intended. Again, uh, the the Champions League, the Champions League uh, pot drawers, drawers, pot drawer, drawer pot pots, dr- uh, groups were drawn out of, out of pots. 
<laughs> and uh, the only the only one to really talk about is is the sort of pervert. We'll talk about our own teams. You're not in this, right? No, you didn't make it. Sorry, that was no, I'm not. That was not a. That was that was not intentional. Going by the way. No, that's okay. That was a so shitty, so was a city city guy. got a really easy group. I mean, it won't be easy, easy, but it's with Porto, the champions of Portugal, uh, Olympiacos, likely the champions of Greece, and Marseille, who got in as the second best team in France. But that Marseille team is already weakened. Olympiacos just they're just making up the numbers, and Porto are usually you because of the way things are ranked. Um, Porto is a number one pot team because they're in a big league but they're definitively a step down from City and Liverpool and all those groups. So City got a really good draw and should be able to be through before they have to do anything. The big news is for Manchester United, who are paired with PSG again, uh, RB Leipzig and Istanbul, Basakashir, whatever the hell that means. Um, you said that five times fast, I'd give you a hundred bucks. Basakashir, Basakashir, Basakashir. But they're going to have a tough go because, you know, PSG – just are coming off the final and RB Leipzig have the best young manager in the league and Nagelsmann and Spenwell and are, are a really fun team in Germany. And they finished second last year or third, but they were pushing and we're in first place for half the year. So Man United with Ali at the wheel are probably in trouble. Uh, the other big news would be Barcelona versus Juve. That's a, that's a uh, messy Ronaldo matchup with Dynamo Kiev and Fernavas uh, making up the numbers other fun ones it's not really but i think the important thing to note right is like when you start to look at the draw and the the years that tottenham has been in it i always try to avoid the group of death and inevitably we would almost always find ourselves in it um and what that effectively means is of the four teams three of them are relatively heavyweights and it's all based on how they're seated in the pots and the and the, the pots and the pans like laurent mentioned right yes. so, so there's always going to be almost always going to be one group of death and there's realistically this year there's like uh, what the group of life if you will like the it's, opposite of that yeah, it's it's designed so that the teams that have money and have history do well right that's basically what it's for so yeah and so, so we have that and that's, got far. yeah that's usually going on uh, this is a tournament that goes on through the season. So one of the things that I always find when you talk to someone who is trying to learn about soccer is what are they, why are they playing? What are they doing? So this is one of the four tournaments that the big teams in each league play in. Usually, usually you play in your league, your leagues, your national cup, depending on the country, there's usually a league cup, which is just the professional teams. And then lastly, you'll have a European cup. That could be the Europa League, which is a junior weight league, and then the European cup, which is the Champions League. So the so Champions League is... the way that I kind of look at those two... What's that? The, you know, the Europa, the Europa League's... The way I look at these two, the Europa League's like the NIT, right? Yes. That's a good way to, to think about it. Yes. And, and the way that I explain it, I have the same exact experiences when somebody's like, wait a minute, but it's like... The, I'm like, it's kind of like the playoffs. And they're like, wait, but the playoffs... During the season, I'm like, well, sort of. The way that I sort of explain it is, <laughs> well, sort of. They have the playoffs based on last year's standings during the next year's season, right? Yes, so these, basically. these teams, and they've, yeah, they've, they've qualified for this year's tournament based on last year's full season results. So it's not like in 38 games, you take 30 and then you lop off half the teams and you have the playoffs. But and which, which, it's by the actually way, cooler. Not, it's probably, wouldn't it be amazing if American sports like this? It'd be so fucking good. It'd be wild. It'd be the wild. playoffs just went on during a regular season of the other season. 
what the next season <laughs> But it, the way that it is broken is that a, a team like Ajax is a good example. They went to the semifinal two years ago, and they lost to Tottenham, which was one of the most dramatic experiences of all time. Speaking of squeaky bum time. But um, that's the second week in a row I've said the name. Um, the, the interesting thing there is that they've more or less sold off all of their star players from that team. So when they show up for the next year, they're a shell of the team that got them there, right? So it's sort of interesting. Oh, only, if it, only if they make it. Only if they make it, right? Only if they make it. Right. They may not make Correct. it. Correct. That's right. But that's, but, right. but that's a different story, right? That's like the league structure. That's just the way the sport is, is really run that's kind of funky. So I listened to a bunch of podcasts this week, and I don't remember any of the like – big hitting points that go on. So uh, I think we can just kind of go into the week's games. Um, you know, there's one big, game. Which my game? Leeds. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Leeds. That's right. So there's, so then there's two. Uh, Saturday, you've got Leeds. Uh, and oh, there's United and them, Tottenham. Sure. Really fun. And then United and Tottenham Sunday afternoon. or so, that, just Those before. teams, I feel like Tottenham and United are – I always feel like they're evenly matched, even when Tottenham were clearly better. The name recognition is so strong. I think the issue is like Tottenham. I feel like United are actually have better talent now. I would agree. I think. Well, the main thing for Spurs is that Sonny's going to be out likely. How? Um, how so what what happened to to Hin Min Son? Uh, he blew his hamstring in the middle of the last game. Uh, he's going to be back after the international break. It's not too bad. It, oh. It's worse. It's better than originally feared. Actually, so it's fun. better that he doesn't have to go into international break because then he has to fucking yeah. fly to Korea. Right. Exactly. Serving. Uh, now, one sure. thing you guys played today. Yes, that's right. In the Europa League qualifier in the middle of where was it? Where did you go? Oh no, no, that was a home game. That wasn't. Oh, it wasn't God. in Mordor or some shit like <laughs> the last two weeks. But uh, it's interesting because a guy on the other team whose name I still don't know or know how to pronounce, the team oh. name, uh, was talking shit about Harry Kane. And he's like, Harry Kane can suck my dick. And there's this, oh. like, video of him. So you know what Harry Kane did? He dropped a hat trick on him today. It was Good. fantastic. Good for you. Yeah. That's how it's he, done, friend. Yeah, exactly. So suck on that one, buddy. Seven to two, hat trick from Harry Kane. Uh, uh, on aggregate or, or just no, one game. two? One game. We just we're just not gonna stop scoring because you were pricks to us. I like that. Um, See, that's yeah. the part of Mourinho that I like. Like yeah. when you start scoring, just kick their dicks in the dirt. Yes. Because dirt on, a, dirt on a dick is fantastic. It's the best. Chocolate <laughs> <laughs> like squirrels of, of I think one case. of the I think one of the underrated games of the week is probably Leicester versus West Ham. West Ham look really good. They can't stop scoring. So can <laughs> Leicester hold them down? No, West Ham. No, no. The other, the other game is, is my favorite love child is Brighton. Brighton v. Everton. Brighton, again, they played, they played United in the, in the cup. And they still bossed the game but lost 3-1. They just have all these moral victories. It's going to be such good football if, if Brighton could actually, you know, uh, score any goals without giving any up. But Everton are the team that look really fun right now with, with James and, uh, and Calvert-Lewin, although they yeah. were chalicing to some random injury. Yeah, it's not a great week for Gamez. We it might is. have uh, – Oh, and then, and then the transfer window closes. So it's just Saturday and oh, Sunday, and, and then the transfer window closes. So for the uninitiated, transfer window is when is the trade deadline, but it's not a joke. Like, you really can't do anything until January. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so – that's cool. Uh, it usually usually coincides with the start of the season. We're usually about two weeks in, you can't get any more trades done until 
January where most leagues take a break, except England where they play twice as much as everyone else. I don't understand why they do that. Uh, I've never understood it. Uh, so there's that. And then, you know, we just sort of kick on. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a transfer. So big transfer news for City. We got a defender. Dun, dun, dun. His name is Ruben Diaz. He That's right. Is, he was with uh, Benfica, Porto, a team in Portugal. <laughs> right, because Mourinho wanted him. Yeah, yeah, a team in Portugal. Uh, he really highly regarded, but then the team kind of fell off a little bit, which tends to happen. And especially with young players, there's a lot of hype that comes up when they first are noticed. You're 20, 21, 22, maybe even for strikers, 17, 18, 19. Then you kind of, you go off the boil for a while. And then like 23, people are like, oh, that guy, he must, they, they, they say something terrible about you. So he's probably the same player he was the whole time, but the narrative changes. So uh, City pick him up instead of the bigger names like Koulibaly and some other guy. Koulibaly, I never thought was fit the profile of City. He was already 28, 29 years old. It just didn't make sense. City never buy old players, ever. Like if, Can we if talk you're... about why that, that whole kind of sequence of events happens, though? What do you mostly mean? To bla- mostly to black players in the middle of Europe. What do you right? mean? What are you talking about? He's a 20-21-year-old 20, 20 to 21 year old rising star. All of a no, sudden, not, not Diaz. Diaz, Diaz is, 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 is a white player. Is he really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought he was like Portuguese. Well, you know, no, no. Like he's not black Portuguese. One of, he's one of those he's... mochas, you know? No, 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 no. He's – I mean – in American parlance, he probably looks like a Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, in American guys, the same thing, right? Like... <laughs> yeah. But in, in European parlance, that is white. <laughs> if you're Portuguese and you're not black, you're white. Uh, so. <laughs> but yeah, Koulibaly, it was just too old for the profile. I never understood that. And City, again, sort of took it slow. But that now marks $400 million on defenders since 2016 for City. Four. Like $400 million. Who was the worst buy of that entire group? Was it John Stones? They all had moments, right? Like Stones like Stone, had the clearance off of Liverpool, Stone had right? the clearance. He also was great in the first half of the second season. It was him and Altamendi yes. just fucking That's killing correct. it. Then he is, his hamstring goes out, and then he kind of doesn't go out. But, like, it was always in the business end of the season. Company invariably would fight his way back. And at the end of the season – it was It was company and whoever was there. Like, you know, company's got the Leicester goal. But, yeah, City just – it's all these ball-playing defenders, all these ball-playing players. There's just this – the irony of it is, is it's such the opposite player of a Mourinho player or of, of American-style players. They're all technical. They're all certain types of players without athleticism. Like, they can't run. They're not fast. They're not strong. It's like – I don't care if you're good on the ball. The guy just ran past you. Right. What the fuck? So, like, so the, key, the key players for City, almost all of them are from before Pep got there. All of them. Interesting. De Bruyne, Fernandinho, yep. Sterling, Aguero. The, players, the only player that made a difference, that the two that made a difference that, that he brought in, Edders, actually, Ederson was a second one. First, they brought Bravo, who was an abomination. He stunk out loud. He was the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen. Well, well, hold on. Dude, not the I'm telling you. The worst goalkeeper we've ever seen. He's up there. Really, <laughs> really bad. I don't care if he won the Champions League. He was 
an abomination of a goalkeeper. Still not as bad as Kepa, though. No, worse. Same okay. save percentage. That bad. <laughs> what, 14%? No, like 52, <laughs> 51. That's really Jeez. bad. Uh, that, so Walker has been the big one. I, I, don't, I don't think as a person who watches City, you can't teach that speed that just all of a sudden, no. all of a sudden something looks like a break and then he stands him up and it stops. And you're like, oh, I guess. And that does, that's not a tackle. That's nothing. It just stopped. So it's Ederson and Walker are the two. Those are the two. And, and I guess Mares to a lesser extent is I was okay. Gonna say uh, Bernardo is okay. Like in the Liverpool game, that, that one nil game, Bernardo was he, – he had like three different runs across the pitch that were Robertson-esque where he just is in his position and he just chases the ball out as it gets picked up. He just runs around. Yeah. So he's a guy we've been missing. Sané was a good one, but he clearly got pissed off at Pep and was like, fuck off. So I don't know – what that means it's a there's some weird stuff going on with my team right now i don't know i was excited to think they were going to win and like destroy everyone after but that one loss now i'm like oh fuck we're just going to be the same <laughs> and that's a really that's a really interesting point too that um you get it in the nfl and you don't really get it in any other american sports where you have such highs and such lows from a week-to-week basis right like yeah I, i'll say this right now and something i should have mentioned on the show last week about spurs the whole bullshit, how they, they drew. You know what? They fucking deserved for that to happen. Do you know why? They <laughs> didn't, they didn't kill finish. the game off. Yeah. They didn't kill the game off, right? That game should have been three, maybe four nothing. And it was one nothing. So when you invite trouble to your fucking doorstep and it kicks it in, yeah. it kicks your door in, like it's your own fault, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's the but, one good thing about City. Great. City's good about getting extra goals. Right, exactly. But, so, so, but they look great. All of a sudden, the refs fuck them in the ni- literally last kick of the game, and I go from feeling great about Tottenham to wanting to kill myself, right? Yes, and we that, go is from- the, that is the nature of football. It is suicidal, mostly. Oh, absolutely. Uh, very, very rarely homicidal, and then mostly suicidal again. But the highs are high, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. The highs are high. I have, I have cried. I have hugged men I don't know. I have kissed strangers that might be men or women i don't care trans i've grabbed them by the pussies it happens man <laughs> this is a true story at the tottenham bar when we were playing manchester city in the leicester year we were at the etihad and uh that was the ericsson late winner like the 85th minute i don't know uh, this at all i'm avoiding it i have a mental well blast. whatever it doesn't matter the, 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 <laughs> lamella plays a ball into ericsson and it was in february it was actually it was valentine's day and I so know you remember see that's the thing just right there you remember all of it like, I yes, remember the exactly. Liverpool game from two years ago, like, right. perfect in my brain. But, but you're burying the lead here. It's Valentine's Day, right? I'm at the <laughs> bar in Manhattan. My fiancé is not there with me. I'm standing there going absolutely batshit crazy. And a, and a guy who's on holiday is standing hey. at the bar next to me. And he fucking tries to, like, kiss me on the cheek. And he just plants one right on me. Like, doesn't make any mistake. And I texted Jess and I went, hey, really frustrating news, maybe. I just cheated on you with a man. <laughs> she goes, Michael, that... it is fucking Valentine's Day. Yeah, what is your yeah. problem? Yeah, I had that. We had that uh, hooligan day. This is an event that my friend Fred, the original uh, intercity firm, shout outs to them, has every year where we get the same 25 guys wearing the same shirts from 20 years ago. They don't watch soccer, most of them. But, you know, we do this event. We all wear shirts. We drink beer at, at the local beer garden in downtown in, in Manhattan. And this one year, 
it's it's Frankfurt versus Bayern on the day of the show for the Pokal Cup. And this guy is there and he's German and he's just yelling. He sees my shirt and he grabs me. And he's like, I am an ultra. This is my team, Frankfurt. They are about to win their first cup ever. And he's crying and jumping up and down. He's like, I have never missed a game and I'm missing this game because I'm in America now. <laughs> and we, we spent them. We had a moment with him. He was a neo-Nazi, but... <laughs> That's a good turn, folks. And we, this is this is this is the important segue into our Hitler segment of the week, right? Like, <laughs> seg- he was definitely a neo-Nazi. Uh, he was a fireman and an ultra for Frankfurt. He wanted oh, yeah. to trade shirts. I think he would have traded his wife. Uh, her name was Claudia, <laughs> uh, and they were on a an exchange going to see like German people in Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's definitely that's a real Nazi German. That's, that's definitely like they're exchanging ideas on how to create the master race again. The uh, U-boats, make, the whole thing. Make Germany great again. Make Megagaga uh, something. That, but that, that even sounds German. Megagaga. Like. <laughs> but yeah, he was so happy. Uh, Utbar, I can't remember his name. I wish I remembered his name. I wanted to remember his name. But he's a legend now because he was a part of our, our, our show. But that's the kind of stuff that football does that is so good that I want more of. Uh, I also did a, I did a political podcast uh, I, on my feed just on my own today. I got excited. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so it was, it was a upshot cause I haven't listened to it. Oh no, it's just, uh, I'm, it's just a, do we really have a two party system? Not really. It's one. No. party. <laughs> it's one right. party with minor disagreements. Yeah. So, Oh, the one, the Republicans are racist. I'm like, ultimately they are about, money and banking and so is the democratic party they can argue about who's more left or who's helping people more but they still get money from the same people over and over again and they laugh with each other and go <laughs> Look laurent, at laurent is going to be the moderator for the next two presidential debates this oh, is God. breaking news I, you know what i would do i would just say to donald trump like you're a schnook from queens <laughs> who's been working his whole life to shed his queens and you know what I know what that feels like. When you know you're from Queens, you feel dirty inside. You know your shit. My friend Fred's the same way. He's from Whitestone. He hates himself because he's from Queens and he knows it. <laughs> oh my goodness. We really do need to make that happen. No, but it's, it's White Queens. White Queens is a weird part of Queens. I've seen White Queens. White, white Queens is weird, man. Yeah. Those people are like, it's, it's kind of like Goodfellas 1989 in White Queens. Yeah, I much prefer Spanish queens. Better food. Better food, nicer people, work, harder workers, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But white queens is a little white power queens. It's, a, it's got something going on. It's a, they're angry. They're like, where is my queens? What happened to queens? Why are all these people on the subways? What happened? Queens, queens. I'm not talking about like woke white queens. I'm talking real white queens. Yeah, right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, I don't like They scare me. They're very angry. The people that go to AA meetings in Queens, those people. <laughs> They're real fucking quitters, man. Get it together. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, anything else? Do we have any more bets? I'm sure if we, if we stick around for a while, something loose will happen. And uh, we'll start feeling the groove, a little, uh, a little yacht rock. You know, a little... Ooh, rock lobster. Good, forget. 
I'm in love with you. Little uh, Michael McDonald time. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm I. I I'm you really, play Yamo be there one more time. I'm gonna Yamo burn this motherfucker <laughs> to the ground. I really, I really would like it if fucking Liverpool just lost. Like, show a fucking chink in the armor. And no, that's not a racial slur. No, it's not. Uh, Literally I, a chink I, I in think, the armor. Not a little I Chinese man got, in the armor. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Jeremy Lin in the armor. Yes, I it's a Jeremy Lin in the armor. I think that there's two not-in-the-face games this week. And I think one of them, obviously, one of them is Villa versus Liverpool. But Arsenal could kick the shit out of Sheffield United this week. They should just... They might like blast the shit out of them. Three, four. Yeah, nothing. yeah, yeah. Sheffield's in trouble. They can't score. They can't. No. Score. So if they go down one or two nothing, well, one nothing early, it could become an avalanche really, really fast for them. So I'm also, worried for that. This, this is week. this is one of these subtle things that you don't notice, right? So Sheffield last year was the best defense of any team that wasn't a multi owned by a small country, right? Right. So they were like they gave up like 35 goals, yep. so 37 goals, something like that. So they were living on one nils, one ones, you know, really just winning games. They scored 40 and gave up 43 or something like, and Mm -hmm. finished seventh or something. They also had the best goalkeeper in the league by goals against saved, right? Meaning the shots they gave up should have been goals with other, with another goalkeeper. He's back at Man United, had a fucking worldie today, was amazing. United would have lost to Brighton again. Uh, had they didn't have Pope in 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 goal, um, but now they've replaced him with Ramsdale, who's a league average keeper. So all of a sudden, you have an expected goal difference that was really in the 40s that this guy was saving. So now you're at 40. So all those extra goals are going to go in. All of a sudden, you go from winning games to drawing games to what we know about drawing, and all of a sudden you're in a relegation fight because you go from 55 points to 30 in a flash. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, they're in trouble. I think I and, and carrying that point a little further on, on Dean Henderson, the goalie, right? Yeah. Um, he's fantastic. Now he's sort of playing second fiddle to David De Gea, who's who, shit. Who has had a significant decline, but he still has, has moments where he's one of the best keepers in the world still. Not not yes. regularly. Yes. Right? I mean the, the the game last week, he saves the penalty and gives them life, and then they actually make him fucking retake it and then he gets screwed. But He's got moments where he's still Dave saves. So yeah, you've got Dean Henderson sitting there spoiling on the bench a little bit. I'm very curious how that's going to play thing out. The thing that the, the thing that is it, it's a so this is this is actually good. This is the riff part. We could probably cut the last ten minutes before that, but then go to this. This is why United is a bad, poorly run club. If you have Dean Henderson, and you have David De Gea, who has a name, you fucking move him right before this is what ferguson always did you move a guy before and the second he starts this falter you dump him you send him to spurs you send him to anywhere villarreal and you bring this other guy in and you're gold and people are like they forget about the beat and you don't miss a beat and you take your money and run you think chelsea didn't know that that fucking eden hazard was a fat bum i knew he was a fat bum they were like you want 170 million what's Done. <laughs> no we, have, we have Hudson Adoy. We're fine. Yeah. The marginal difference between the greatest players, like there's a lot of really good players, but the difference between the real crack players is again, it's like what we talked to. I was listening to one of our earlier podcasts and I made this point and it comes again. The cost to get to 85% of a league title 
is huge. But the cost to get that last 15% is 20 times what yep. the first group was. And you're just getting marginal value, right? It's on the margins. It's, he doesn't, he's good every game versus good two out of three games. He's good at the end. He's good with the ball. You know what I mean? Like right. the difference, it's, it's the difference is great. Right, but the difference is very small. No, absolutely. Right? And there's so much luck. Like when a guy misses a shot, not that I've played soccer, but I tried to learn how to play soccer. <laughs> how the precision of kicking a ball, it, the difference in making a sh goal and not making it, it's a quarter of an inch. It's like hockey. Like, how the fuck does anyone make those shots on goal over and over and over again? On the, on the striking of the ball, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, look at baseball is another example, right? You can have literally a quarter of an inch difference between a pop-up and a 500-foot home run. It's wild. I think yeah. about that a lot in sports. And so it actually brings me back to City. Um, Riyad Mahrez's goal last week against Leicester. Okay, two <laughs> things. What they like to say in, in, in football is in the top left or right corners, if you top hit bins. that corner perfectly, top bins, it's a postage stamp, right? Think yeah. about it like an envelope. It was an absolute postage stamp. But the other thing, and the more important thing is right Riyad Mahrez is a lefty, <laughs> and he hit this with his fucking right foot. Now, try to do anything. Go outside after you're done listening to this, <laughs> the nobody that I'm talking to. But go That's outside, fine. and let's That's say fine. you're a righty. Try and kick the ball with your left foot just 10 feet in front of you and see how well that goes. This dude put it on an absolute laser beam. And he beam hit it the top hard. Like hard. Uncomfortably hard. Yeah. Phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, mean, I, he's I, just, just, he, I mean, he's an incredible player. I mean, I, I just don't right. – I just, there's just, there's, my team is something wrong. They, I don't love any of them. There's just, there's a lot of complacency. There's a lot of trophies there's, that have gone no, around. There's just, it's, there's missing, like, something I read, saw something about, like, Zlatan said this about Guardiola. It's just like, he just wants to talk and not have anyone contribute. He wants to be in charge and just be like, I know what I'm talking about. You don't, yeah. I, I don't need to hear from you. That happens for too long, and all of a sudden you have a bunch of people who don't speak up, and you don't have a team. You don't have any leaders. It's, they're waiting for him to do something, right? Well, they turn off to it too because it, whatever they were doing is, has been working, right? So they're just kind of – I think it's true of, of any real messaging, right? Because yeah. it, Pochettino got, got tired also for different reasons, of course. But how many times have we seen Mourinho you know, burn himself out of a job? What, four, five? So, yeah, um, all, all the I time now, yeah. No matter what the style is, and that's what makes like guys like Sir Alex so unique and so incredible that like fucking incredible. Was, but but the more important thing, like you mentioned, it was the refreshing of the team. You were doing the, the same no, message. not only that, the refreshing of everything. He'd get rid of coaches. He'd change everything. He just changed right. the whole thing up. Exactly. But so you would even if you had the same messaging, you would have all new clientele basically reading it and 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 buying yeah. into it. So yeah. So that's he kept where he kept core guys. He kept core guys. Sale. Yeah, I, I, it's weird. I, and I think the players know. I think the key thing is, like, the players know it's the last year of his contract. The players know that he runs out of gas. The players know. It, 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 and the margins are so small that if guys want to give 5% less, you're done. You're, you go from 100 points to 85. And I think, too, it's, it's one of the things about, like, a guy like Sir Alex is that he was so – not accommodating, but, like, player friendly pep is not player friendly and that's the point in these scenarios where he's just being such a hard ass and riding you 
a guy like Kevin De Bruyne is like, fucking this again? Like, I don't need this shit anymore. Oh, you by know? the way, you, you wait for midfielder of the year. Address him I saw correctly. That. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, they asked him who he, who he was, like, a big fan of growing up. He's like, uh, nobody. I'm like, oh, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for coming in today, Daish. Yeah, no I, and you don't Say get they're, – they're not very bright as a group. <laughs> no. They're kind of like – I feel like it's – it's soccer players are like below baseball players. They just have, they're very rare to have good personalities. <laughs> just, oh yeah. Plus they don't get interviewed, right? They just kind of like, that's why Zlatan is so loved. There's no content. They, they, like you get the coach and you get a player once in a while. It's like the U S where LeBron has to do fucking an hour of interviews after every game. Right. You get no, to know the true. players. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Fine. So who, do you, who, do you, who do you like this week? Let's just let's do a rundown. You, let's do the games. Uh, Chelsea Palace. You going for Chelsea, Chelsea. or Palace? You, okay. Chelsea. Everton Brighton. I'm going to go Brighton. I'm riding you on that one. I'm with you. <laughs> Leeds, Manchester City. I have no faith in my team. Give me <laughs> Leeds. They give up goals. But we'll give up. It's going to be like a 4-4 game. Uh, yes. Burnley, uh, Newcastle. I feel like Dice got to have this game because they're in trouble. Like they Newcastle are – yeah, but here's the thing. Newcastle looked fucking awful last week. So, I mean, Calum out of their ass. And they're, well, they're, they're at, at home. Them, right? they're I, at think, home. I think I like Burnley here. Uh, they I have to. They, 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 they're at bottom of the league. They yeah. need this game. Yep. That, that's where their points are. Uh, Southampton, Southampton, West Brom. West Brom had a good game the other day. I still don't think they have Premier League talent. Southampton, they pulled themselves out after getting a win. I like Southampton there. Leicester, West Ham, you seem to think that West Ham has something here. There's no, no I'm, way. I'm, I think this is the game where we get to find out West Ham's frauds, but I thought that was last week, so I'm a little worried. <laughs> uh, I want Leicester to smash them. Wolverhampton Wanderers, Fulham, the Wolves get healthy. Fulham is awful. They're gone. Fulham's bad. Fulham is exactly what the doctor ordered for Wolves right now, who are really struggling too. So I like Wolves, but I'm, I'm, I'm still worried for them. You like Arsenal against Sheffield? Yep. All right, you're, the big matchup here. United Tottenham, are you feeling? Are you feeling draw? Are you feeling? Weak? Yeah. What do you feel? Yeah, I'm feeling a draw. I'm feeling drop points from Spurs. Um, I think Mourinho is going to be like, "Don't fucking lose this game, you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Losers. I think Greenwood has a late equalizer. Mason oh, Greenwood. nice! I like it. And then Villa versus Liverpool. You know, I love me some Villa. They've had a great transfer window. They pulled in Ross Barkley on a loan deal. That was awesome. Out of the blue. Uh, uh, to play alongside Grealish. Uh, I still don't like what they have up front. Uh, Liverpool coming off like just – they have a gear right now where they can just go – they just turn it up and you're done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's going to be particularly close. But I do love the Ross Barkley signing. I think that's yeah. really good. And shout out to Chari who saw it really, really stealthily and picked him up in our fantasy league. You son of a bitch. He's a cunt. I haven't – well, it's my team, so my team's terrible. Uh, I haven't even looked at it. I, the draft was so bad that Chari's just like going, you know, this fucking guy just really fucked up my team. Uh, <laughs> but that, that is the week that was Liver- Leicester in first, Liverpool in second, Everton third, Aston Villa in fourth, undefeated. <gasps> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Well, that's going to last another three Fulham, They beat Sheffield 1-0, and they beat, Aston, they beat Fulham 3-0. So they're flying high. Yeah, that's fair. Well, they will be for another three days. <laughs> hey, man, you never know. Those no, but that's the thing. Is like those, come those on, points, you villains. Those points early on, are there's that's going to be what saves them from relegation because they're going to be in the conversation from 15 to 20. But yeah, sure. those wins are going to be what buoys them 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the difference between the, let's say, between 10 and 20, usually the teams, they're all the same. They're yes. really up and well, down. I would say 10 to like 18, and then there's two like fucking awful teams. <laughs> Fulham right. is one. Fulham is gone. Fulham is one of them. Now, I, we didn't talk relegation. I mean, I would say West Brom, Burley, Sheffield, those are probably the three that I would be afraid for. Yeah, right now I think that that's fair. Uh, I was hopeful for West Ham, but I can't say both sides of my mouth. Although, listen. No, West West Ham's players are too good. Burnley without Tarkovsky and me is in trouble. Sheffield United got lucky. I really love them, but they can't score goals. Like, you you, you have to score goals. At the beginning of the season, I was worried for Palace and Brighton, and I was so I'm so happy to have been wrong because I love both of those teams. No, no, no. Brighton's not going anywhere. They got a good coach, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. That's a good coach. Okay, we're wasting time. We're pulling on our puds. But I think like we really rallied there at the end there. That was good. That was great. That was great. I got to go. I got to run quickly off the show because I got to go take a shit. Oh, hey, hey, hey. bye-bye. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a crap football, crap pundit production. We will return on Mondays and Thursdays for the Premier League season. We will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.